Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, spiritual and energy coach, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. Today, I wanted to talk about tuning into our body's wisdom. I've been working for about four years now, um, three years part-time, and only the last six months fully all in with individuals in, we'll call it spiritual and energy coaching. Um, there's a lot of different modalities that I draw on, as well as my own innate gifts and intuition. Um, and I'm always open to learning new modalities and incorporating in whatever way they need to, um, and allowing for some flex that I don't know everything. <laughs> there's no way I could possibly know everything. However, one of the things that is most common, especially when I'm working with people in person um, in helping them along their healing journey is understanding and tuning into the wisdom of their body. You see, our bodies are constantly communicating with us. They're giving us feedback and information in order to help us heal, grow, process, and learn. However, most of us, well, all of us really, have experienced trauma of some sort. And if you listen back to some of one of my previous podcasts, I do talk about trauma as a spiritual um, kind of process. And I believe that we all have trauma that we've lived through on the spectrum. And some of it is more challenging to process than others, but it still gets embedded into our subconscious. And with trauma, the soul essentially disassociates, leaves the body in protection of itself. It says, I can't handle being in this body during this trauma process because it's too fucking painful. So off I go, I'm going to tether down and get out so that the body can endure what it needs to for survival and then move forward. But what happens after this trauma point or several trauma points is that we have disassociation that happens. Um, we are disassociative and we don't integrate body, mind, and spirit as easily readily. And when that happens or how it shows up is we pick up disassociative tendencies, which for some often result in addiction behavior of some sort. So whether drinking, smoking, uh, sex, porn, eating, exercising, shopping, um, social media, you know, I, I've talked about this time and time again, but it's a way in which we disassociate or numb out so that we don't have to feel the body because in those traumatic and painful moments, there is either physical trauma to the body or emotional trauma to the body or mental trauma to the body or a combination of all of them, which results in pain in the body. So the soul doesn't want to experience it. And therefore, anytime that's triggered, we disassociate so we don't have to feel that. So most of us are walking around completely unaware of the information that our body is giving us all the time, constantly. And it will only ever show up when we've pushed ourselves to the limit because we've not been paying attention, we've been disassociating, and then it shows up as disease, injury, illness, etc. So when I work with people, I use my multifaceted way of sensing and interpreting information. And I've explained this before, that it's think of, you know, your five senses, 
on steroids. They're all hyped up, amped up, as well as a few other ways in which information comes to me. It's multi-sensory for me. It's never just one um, intuitive sense or psychic ability, if that word doesn't trigger you. And so the information will come and I trust it. I trust it infinitely because I've stepped into that place of knowing that what that trust and what it feels like when I work with that energy. And so when I work with people, I will sense what's happening within their body. Sometimes they voluntarily give me the information, but sometimes they walk in and I know exactly where in the body they've got pain that has shown up. And whether that's while we're sitting and conversing um, a few feet apart or they're physically on the table. This also happens when I connect to people from a distance. I feel the pain that is located in their body. Um, sometimes it's actual physical pain that they're holding on to, and sometimes it's the energetic pain um, in that center. So when I work with people, I let them know what it's tied to, and I try to educate them. Our job is to start listening to our body. We are integrated in this fucking vessel that we are um, transporting through life in. And so it's really important to connect to our body every single day to interpret the information, the feedback that we're getting. It's there. It helps give us this homeostasis if we actually listen and pay attention to it. But most of us are so disconnected to what is happening in the body, we can't even understand or hear or feel or sense what's happening in the body until it's too late or it's gone quite far. So that's how I work with the information. It pops up to me all the time, but our body holds wisdom. And what I want to do is give a little bit of a synopsis of maybe some of the places or sides of the body what they're indicative of. Uh, Louise Hayes' books are phenomenal, How to Heal Your Life. She's got uh, several that talk about different body parts, different organs, what meaning they're tied to. These are always with a general rule of thumb. So of course I have this understanding, uh, both in what I've studied, but also in what has presented itself time and time again, as well as me being able to tune into and receive additional information tied to specific events that have caused this pain point within the body. So here are some of the things that I want to help educate you on so that you can maybe slow down, pay attention to the information that is happening in your body. Now, before you can even pay attention to your body's wisdom, you have to be able to feel. And if you're in an anxious state, a fight or flight state, where the brain cannot decipher the difference between a real threat or a perceived threat, you're not tuned into your body's wisdom. And the fastest way to regulate your nervous system is through breath work. And I give each and every one of my clients the same homework. Um, I always tell them that they are special and they're not so special because they're getting the same work that everybody needs. We need to regulate our nervous system uh, more frequently. And most of us are really shitty breathers. And so when we're in a state of anxiety, we're in that fight or flight, our blood pressure is up, our heart rate is up, we are... Um, our stress hormones are up, all of those things, we cannot tune in. So regulation of the body. 
how do we do that with our breath? We close the eyes, move our focus away from the external and into the internal. Closing the physical eyes allows us to not be distracted or disassociate from what is happening within. That's number one. Close the damn eyes. Number two is taking deep inhalations in through the nose and feeling the expansion of your front of your body, moving all the way down to your lower abdomen past the navel, trying to fully express the breath. When people breathe like this for the first time, often they're not able to fully express that breath into their lower abdomen. It feels staccato or bumpy along the front of the body. It takes practice of expanding with the inhalation and then on the exhalation out through the mouth, allowing the softening of the belly. Most of us have gone through life, through traumas, and we have rigidity to us because we felt that we've need to, needed to. But in order to be in tune with ourselves, we must expand and soften, soften into our hearts, soften into our body, soften into the wisdom that is carried within us. So it's asking to regulate your nervous system by closing the eyes, tuning the focus inwards, inhaling in through the nose as you expand the front line of the body, and exhaling out through the mouth as you soften the body. As you do this, you're holding your hands on your lower abdomen so that that messaging system goes straight to the brain. It's immediate and it says, hey, feel me, feel my breath. There's breath in this body. I am alive and I am safe. Whew, thank God. I, I, can, I can chill the fuck out. And so that's why placing the hands on the lower abdomen are always necessary. This is practice I give people to do before bed. It helps regulate the nervous system and help you fall asleep. It also helps you if you put it into practice in the moments of anxiety, when the heart rate is up, when the shoulders are up, when there's compression on the chest or that tightening in the stomach, you know your body's cues. Once we're there, we can start feeling what's in the body. Imagine that. Imagine starting to feel those sensations before they were so exacerbated that you were in chronic pain. Imagine that. <laughs> so what is some of the information? Well, the front of the body, when things present themselves in the front of the body with physical pain, injuries, illnesses, whatever they happen to be, Often they're tied to our persona, what we project out into the world. Maybe it's part of our false self. Again, the persona can be how you want other people to perceive you. Maybe it's not who you are at your core. However, it is the part of yourself that you project out to others. So there may be some insecurities about that. There may be some faults in that. There may be, who knows? But that's just information for you to think about. When pains or injuries um, happen in the back of the body, it's often the parts of ourself that we repress, that are sitting in our shadow, and that we are too afraid to show or present out into the world. The parts of ourselves that we hide out of shame, fear, all, guilt, all of those things, and they'll present themselves in the back of the body. Often when we have things showing up on the left side of the body, it means that our feminine energy needs to be tuned into. I do have another podcast, a previous podcast that talks about feminine and masculine energies and, and how regardless of how you identify yourself, that we all carry these energies within us. 
and they'll sway back and forth on the pendulum. And we need a healthy balance of both. Healthy feminine energy is intuitive, wise. It is loving, compassionate, joyful. It is present. It's able to express and receive pleasure. It's able to receive support. And when it's misaligned, it feels very much in the victimized state or a martyr. It's malicious, manipulative, um, and unable to receive. The right side of the body often shows up when there's imbalances in our masculine energy. Masculine energy in its healed aspect is supportive. It holds space and pillars of safety and trust. It is the container for emotion. It is able to take action and initiative. When it's misaligned, it is very erratic. It is impatient, impulsive. It is frustrated. It is hot under the collar, let's say. So information. I'm going to go from the top of the head down to the toes, uh, just with some of the main points. And again, I have this understanding and knowledge in the way I've learned and uh, the way that it's presented itself time and time again, working with people. But when I work with individuals, it might be the starting point, but then I get the clues of their specific <laughs> information as to why that is. So often when we have a lot of thought chaos or headaches, it's because we are ungrounded. We are not able to be present in the moment. Okay, pretty easy. Back of the neck is a disconnect between mind and body, not trusting our thoughts. Shoulders, the burdens that we have to shoulder and carry. Shoulders also are extension of our heart center. So when we're burdened, we feel that we're not loved for who we are. We have much that we shoulder and give and give and give. And the shoulder pain will often come when it feels like it's not been validated by those that we love and care about. Elbows are a place in which we need to bend. If we couldn't bend our elbows, we couldn't get our hands to our face, literally. <laughs> and so um, elbows, wrists often show places in which we are being inflexible. Moving down, we have the hips, which is the biggest hinging point in the body in which we are able to move forward. It's like a fulcrum or a pivot point in the body. When there's resistance in the hips, often we are having trouble with the, the next place in which we need to move forward. How, how do we do it? Back, there's differences between upper, middle, and lower back, but our back is our support system. If our back is in pain, it's often because we're not feeling support in the ways in which we need. Lower back, especially really tied to emotional support because it's tied into that sacral area. Moving down to the knees is where we hold our pride and our ego. And yes, there's a lot of people who are doing 
activities where they blow out their ACL or MCL, but usually those injuries, not always, sometimes they're just freak accidents. So not everything has an energetic tie, but often they will. Um, when people blow out their knees is in a state of where they have been um, really coming from their ego self, that they have something to prove. Okay. Ankles, again, flexibility in the steps that we need to move forward, um, you know, and then we can look at, oh, if it was ankle, was it left or right, all of those different things. We also have all of our organs in our body that represent different emotions, feelings, um, and I really do um, suggest you picking up one of Louise Hay's books. She has a lot of information on what emotions are stored there, what experiences may be stored there, what it has to do with. You know, if we have a lot of skin issues that are flaring up, um, that's the, it's our largest organ. It's our protective organ that protects everything else within us. So when it's flaring up, it's really out of fear of people seeing what's inside. Okay. There's a lot of these things that are, you know, information for you to move through and actually feel what's happening and what's there. Of course, sometimes something will come completely out of left field and you'll go, oh, well, that has to do with that or that has to do with that. That happens to me in sessions as well. Sometimes when I feel a pain that someone has in their side or their liver, I'm receiving information from a past lifetime that comes in and flashes of images, feeling sensations, emotions, sounds, everything that give me a picture of a parallel life or a past life that, that there's something that is showing up that is similar in this lifetime. Um, and that comes up so that it can be cleared so they can move forward. When we tune into what's happening within the body, the next steps that you can do on your own, you know, people come to me and I'm often able to shift physical pain. It, it, it's one of the gifts that um, I have tuned into and it's mine to share with people is that they will come to me and of course I can't make any promises or claims, but the majority of people will come with physical pain. And once I tune into the vibration of that pain and the emotion and the experience tied to it, it shifts and it becomes liberated within the body and the actual physical pain moves. I just wanted to share a story of this from a couple of weeks ago. I had a 17-year-old girl whose mother is a nurse, so she works in the medical and scientific field. And her mother had been seeing me and she brought her daughter to see me. Her daughter had been experiencing some anxiety, excuse my stutter there. And her daughter had also been diagnosed around 12 or 13 with scoliosis, which caused her a lot of pain. Of course, she had to go through junior high, wearing a brace, all of those things. And so she had been through, I think, all of the modalities, massage, um, osteo, physio, uh, throughout the years. So those five, four or five years of living with scoliosis and the pain that it gives her on the daily. And so we worked through and I told her, I said, you know, I, I can't promise you anything, but I'm very hopeful that we can help shift some of your pain that has come from your scoliosis over the years as we navigate through this session. 
And so this individual, her, when we were done, I, she got up and she had tears in her eyes and I, she actually didn't want to get up. <laughs> she laid on the table and said, do I have to get up? And then eventually when she did, I said, how is your back? Where is your normal baseline for pain on a day-to-day basis, you with your scoliosis? And she said, well, normally it's at a five. And I said, well, where is it right now? And she said, I'd say at a two. And I said, well, when's the last time you felt that? She said, I don't know, when I was a kid. And she had tears in her eyes. And she said, can I hug you? I want to thank you so much. So while I have different ways in which I can do that, you have the capability to tune into and have the awareness surrounding what is causing you pain. I always say placing the hands and breathing into that space, you know, that fully expressed breath that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, imagining that you're breathing into the space where the pain is helps to shift the pain. You'd be surprised what can happen when with connecting to our breath and regulating our nervous system and focus with intention of wanting to expand the pain, not numb or suppress or push down or whatever the pain, but expand into the pain. And Frig, I want to tell you that, you know, five years ago, I fell into the worst hell of my physical life. I've talked about this in the second podcast of my own, you know, healing crisis. And it felt like a death in so many ways. And pain was my constant for a year and a half, you know, four to eight hours of pain on the daily And what eventually had to happen instead of me trying to numb out, forget about, disassociate from the pain was to actually expand into the pain. And that's where I want to leave you today. Expanding into the pain is like, I don't know, I see all the particles of the pain like blasting out and dispersing so that they don't have the hold that they did when they were concentrated together. So hopefully there's some good tools for you to start your own healing, to understand the wisdom of your body and some direction where you can do some more learning and understanding. As always, I am here as a support, whether in person, if you happen to live in Alberta, Canada, uh, virtually anywhere around the world, or purchasing any of my online course content in my online school. We'll chat soon. Bye for now.